Sixteen hit a whip of this fly, niggas killing it. Tracks, 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 so I'm milling it. Man, shit, living it, relaxing, kicking it. Yes, yes, yes. Who got brains? Don't roll dimes. We roll eyes. Blow your mind. Mojo bags. Classic shit. With that 808. Let's go. Black tie. Top is dry. 18 coming in the parking lot. 18 slapping the truck and now we in front of the club going go. We don't stop. We don't stop. So let your body just go. Let's go back on me, my second to the floor. To the floor, how you wanna throw it, we can get low. Get low. Ting, ting, We can just go. All it takes is a night and a day. Little mama said, hey, we on our way. Say she wanna get in my hand. Know the team get paid, get money, hey, hey, Blitz today. We're going to be with you till about noon or so, um, unless Iggy calls in and ruins my day and possibly the weekend. Just kidding. I love you. Thank you for listening. Blitz, can I check your levels? Am I too low? You're four, right? You're on. Can't blame this on me. Not this time. All right. Make sure everything is all plugged in Willie. Uh, all right. Oh, I hear something clicking. Yeah. That sound like it might work. <clears throat> I still feel it. Is this too low or is this? I think that's good. Oh, it's great. There you go. You sound good. It's still not. Ver- yeah. Okay. When I get loud, it'll. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll tell the line. Um, welcome He's to Off the Rails. Loud. Yeah. Uh, I heard there was a complaint about the music that I play from chat. They were saying, oh, great. Now uh, she's going to start at like 1021 and it's going to be terrible rap music. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I decided I to play some rap music. I didn't know music. you were reading what I was typing in the chat. Yeah, I was. Sometimes I do. It does cross my vision, my field of view. And I, I look and I don't necessarily listen. Sometimes I even do the opposite, which is what I did today. I was listening to The Team yesterday, which is the song you just heard, and it really took me back to just a beautiful time in my life when I was at Santa Barbara, and the only rivalry that I was aware of, you know, it didn't matter left, right, no one cared about fucking politics. I didn't care about politics when I was 18. The only rivalry I was aware of is that there was a massive rivalry between Northern and Southern California. Oh, 
which I was unaware of being in San Diego my whole life. But as soon as I went to school in Santa Barbara, all of a sudden it was like NorCal versus SoCal sort of a thing. Okay. Um, and it's it's like SoCal is certainly cooler in terms of lifestyle, in terms of real estate, but NorCal has way more like culture. There's no okay. culture. There is a culture in Southern California, but it's like it's vapid and cheap and it doesn't it's like we're surfer like there's it's not yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. You go to San Francisco. I mean, I haven't been in a uh, long time, maybe 15, maybe not that long, but close to that, probably about 15 years. And uh, it's a disgusting city. A lot of homeless people and now it's dirty and there's shit on the street. But uh, in San Francisco's defense, it is a very cult. It's a I would say it's like the cultural epicenter of the West. Okay. Um, so I've it's like Chicago center. And then I would say it's like New York on the East and San Francisco on the West. Okay. I'm trying to think of like a, another example. I mean, Denver, that's not like a real Austin. city. So, yes. <laughs> good point. I didn't think about Austin. No, but San Francisco, like you see people with like saxophones on the street and they're playing like busking and shit like that. And that's not something you don't really see. You maybe see it in LA, but they're like, they're homeless. You know, or maybe like third street promenades and you see these like eight year old Russians that have to do tricks with mom and dad where they're tumbling for, you know, strangers all over the world. And the people in the homeless in L.A., though, they they work. They just can't afford it because they only make 80,000 a year. So they have to be homeless. Right. Right. I mean, post pandemic, it's a completely different situation. But pre pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I just remember like third street promenade. If you've ever been to like Santa Monica, they have like some you know, people that do the entertainment, but San Francisco really is like a, a truly artistic town and they got a lot of shit there. You know, it's like really artistic and then you, you're in Silicon Valley and then that's like the, the epicenter of technology, I would say in the world. Mm -hmm. For sure, the tech capital of the world. So, uh, pretty cool stuff. But yeah, it just it took me back to a time. You know, I was I was doing the stairmaster. I was just you know, I was killing it, doing the damn thing. I kind of fell off the rails last week or this week. I think I just went too hard in the paint with this intermittent fasting thing. You think? <laughs> yeah. I I I feel like, and I don't know if other people are like this. But I have also been diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, and that can manifest in many different ways, whether it's switching on and off my lights in my car a million times, a million times, or just checking to make sure that they're off, which is my new thing, which is so fucking frustrating. And sometimes I just pray that someone is in my presence so that I keep it under control, because otherwise I could be there for four or five minutes. Check. Like, it's really fucking, <laughs> it's really fucking bad. It should be like, oh, it's off. But I'm like... Anna, like I have to literally tell myself, Anna, believe your eyes. You see that it's off. It's fucking off. Get out of your car. Lock the door. But um, yeah, it's just a, this. It's it's a disorder that I feel like I can control. But if I just relax and I and I don't fight it, it'll take over me. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem. But um, with m most things in my life, once I kind of get into them, like I'll be like, oh, I started learning about the, you know, like with the Rubik's cube. It's like, oh. It's like, no, I'm fucking doing it 50 times oh, a day. Oh, yeah, that's how I am. You are too? Oh, if I get into something, like into something, yeah. I want to know everything about it. I want to buy all the accessories. Like, I, I want to be into it. Okay, but like, even if it's, maybe it's not a gadget. Maybe it's just a way of life or, yeah. um, you know, a, a, a point in history that you're learning. Whatever the case may be. Yeah, for sure. You just, I want to absorb it all. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of what, I, what I've been doing. I, I got hooked on intermittent fasting, and I was going hard in the pain. And then once you start to see results, 
then you're then you're fucked because then you ca- you cannot stop and you yeah. just go until it's it's what do you call it like it's ultimate conclusion which is you crash and burn yeah till you burn out and I fucking burned out because I've been on this kick for like almost two months now not that I've been you know fasting sixteen hours a day every day but I just I took it really seriously and I I have a food log not of what I eat but when I eat first mm-hmm. and last meal mm-hmm. and I try to like. Try to see that window get real small. No, I know this is intermittent fasting, but the main thing you did was just not eat breakfast at your house. That was the main thing. But I really, do, it's not like I just eat as soon as I walk in here. Like I really try to push it sure. until it becomes a distraction. Um, but on the weekends, like I can go upwards of 17, 18 hours, maybe even okay. 19. It's okay. a lot easier. Obviously, when you're sleeping through a lot, a big mm-hmm. portion of that, it's a lot easier. And I think that, um, I'm, I've definitely read science on this, but I think that like your cortisol levels are higher, obviously, when you get less sleep and it fucks with your leptin and your ghrelin levels. So you're more apt to you just have like less like willpower in general, but also it fucks with those hormones that are you know, the satiety cues. Right. You know, so my satiety. So then I get hungrier. But like I can go for fucking like I probably could go for 24 hours on the weekend. I don't know oh. if I would want to work out on a, you know, 24 hour fast. But yeah, I mean, I. Now I don't do that, but I would have no problem doing it if I ha- like it's yeah it's nothing right. So I kind of just went hard in the paint, and then this week I just I could not get back on track. I was you just took like a couple days off. I took like two days off. Yeah, but Ooh. I know. But you have to understand for someone that is obsessive and compulsive, which was my first. It's hard for me to just say give yourself a break because that's what that's the advice I give to other people that I never take for myself. Me too. I'm like you should take a break. Is your knee hurting? Like, you don't want to stress it. You know your body. Like, I say all the right things. And then with me, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't be a fucking pussy. You're better. I'm like, yeah, that's for the fucking weaklings. Yeah. I'm like, you're better than that. Right. Do you know what I say to myself when I don't want to do something out loud? My new mantra is, and it's something that many people tell me in chat. Ooh, dick peeled. Is that what? Dicky peeled? Did I read that right? 5,000 bits? Or is that my way late? Uh, you might be way late. Oh, I think I'm way late. Oh, I'm like, wait. Oh, I thought this was caught up. Anyways, well, thank you for that. Um, my new mantra that I tell myself, I don't know, like, do you have a mantra you tell yourself every, like, it, it, when you're feeling anxious or when you're in a moment where you're kind of stressed out, do you have something that you say that calms you down or? To be honest, no. Okay. Because some people do and they'll be like, you know, what? obviously you don't watch Seinfeld, but you know, the classic is uh, Serenity Now or something. And you just say it over and over again mm-hmm. until you burn down your house or kill yourself. Um, but my new one now is whenever, especially if I'm in the middle of like doing something hard, like a workout and I just don't want to be there or cause a, a lot of the times when you're doing something hard, it, it's not even that hard, but you, because your mind yep. is like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. You're making it harder on yourself. So my new mantra is shut the fuck up. Oh yeah. I mean, I've said that before and like, I have things that I say, but not, I don't have anything like a specific thing I say all the time. I've been saying that to myself when I am in the, like the most intense part of a workout and I don't want to be doing it or I don't want to finish it. I go shut the fuck up. And that honestly like really helps me mm-hmm. because it silences the voice in my head. That's like, Oh, this is so hard. I don't want to just, Hey, shut up. You're making this harder than it needs to be. This could be much easier. And just that saying that I'm like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And, and any sort of doubt, like you can't do this. Shut up. Just sh- once you silence that voice, you're able to just kind of get through things. Yeah. A lot better. So if I anyone for, wants to take that one. I, it's funny because like I went for a walk on the beach yesterday. Yeah. And the, the time before, a few days ago, I did it. And I got like five and a half miles in. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. Like this sucks. From walking? 
Yeah, just hot on the beach, and like mainly my feet hurt because I rock on rocks and shells. Why don't you and stuff. wear? I, I know they look Renaissance, but why don't you wear the little uh, water shoes? I I've they protect about your it, they protect your feet, or you could you know the ones with the little toes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bare feet, little toes. I I, I probably should, but I like to have tan feet. Um, <laughs> so, um, but like yesterday, I did like six and a half, seven miles, and it, like I could have gone longer. I'm like, that was nothing. Yeah, I, mean, like, um, I wasn't burnout tired. Or, like I was ready to go. I just get annoyed at that point. Like I, I feel like that's kind of what it was I could too. walk forever if I had the right shoes. But yeah, I just get in. Like I just I get annoyed. I don't I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um. And I don't know how you do these long ass. I mean, I I I mean it's certainly. I mean you're you're exercising. I don't know if I would call it a workout though. It's not a workout, right? No. So it's not a workout. You you're certainly like burning calories. Don't get me oh, wrong, yeah. but like. If that's the goal, if that's the quote workout, I mean, I would rather do 30 minutes of intense shit than two hours of a walk. I'd rather do a walk. You'd rather do two hours of a walk? Yeah. I'd at rather the, just the, get so, it in and get it out, baby. Uh, I don't Unless know. you're enjoying the, you know what that's I mean? That's the thing. It's like, I, I have awesome scenery in a beach, like almost to myself. That's just beautiful. And I could get, like, get things off my mind and get some sun. Okay. And, and I know that you got like... I mean, I'll just say you. Sometimes you have anxiety issues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, and, and sometimes you just need that silence to kind of help you think through some shit. I got, air, I got earbuds and listening to crap. Okay. But but yeah, it's just it's nice. Yes. Um. Mainly, I, and mainly it helps. I, I like to get the sun. I need to. You get you get that D. You gotta get you gotta get that D. Yeah. Um, hopefully I'll be getting some D tomorrow, not from a penis or anything like that, but going to Siesta Key last year, I went with some friends and my friend's mom. It's funny. It's like a group of girls and boys. And then my one friend's mom is like part of the crew, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. And I really, really fucking like these people a lot. Um, it was a, a friend I used to work with and then she introduced me to all of her friends and they're just like really fucking low key. Like, if I was wearing exactly what I'm wearing now to like hang out at the beach or at a party or whatever, I would probably be like as well dressed as some of them. Like, they don't give a fuck. Ouch. No, but I, I kind of like that because there's really, and I'm not, this isn't putting them down or anything, but there's no need to impress. Right. You know, they're not, if you want to wear like yoga pants and you're at a party with like a big oversized t-shirt, uh, and some people might be dressed up in like a dress and like sandals and like looking cute and other people are just like, and no one gives a fuck and it's just really fucking low key. I do not talk politics with these people. Yeah. You told me about that. Actually, it was really funny. Last year we kind of got, I, I was talking to this girl, um who's so left that we could both talk shit about the Democrats. Does that oh, make sense? Oh, yeah, because they're not left enough for her. Correct. Oh, wow, that's scary. So it's kind of funny because she didn't like it because they were too much part of the establishment. Oh. And I'm like, I agree. I hate the establishment, too. Right. Now you want to burn it down to the ground. Right. I kind of do, too, in a sense, but like not the a way you... I don't want to Antifa it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different I want to expose fire. it and get yes. like... But again, here's the thing, is that the system you wanna, corrupts uh, you. You want to drain the swamp, as some would say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard a, f- a philosopher once say, drain the swamp. Yes. That's how I... F- oh, right, Donald Trump. Yeah. No, but I, I'm not... I, I think that I don't want to burn down the system because I feel like... What could it's like when you take out Saddam Hussein and then you get ISIS, 
You know what I mean? Like you you drain the swamp, but then who comes in there? Other it's a power vacuum. So you're just going to get other people, and then there would be just a new establishment of like insiders and Dick Cheney's and Bushes and Clintons mm-hmm. and shit like that. So, but it was kind of funny that we almost had this common ground where we were both talking about. Like she started shitting on the Democrats. She's just like, they're crazy. They need to do this. And it was like something more extreme. And I was like, I don't know about that, but we can definitely talk shit about the Democrats if you would like. So that was kind of funny. But we just we just don't talk about that. But I think that, you know, I'm certainly the only one that's not vaccinated in that group. They've okay. they've not asked me about it. They've not Wait, required you're certainly it. You're not the only one. I'm certainly the only one okay, that has okay. not been vaccinated. Okay, okay, for sure. Yeah. Um, we just don't we don't discuss it. No one's really asked me about. It. So at least like they're kind of consistent. Like they're not that's being good. judgy. Right. That's good. Um. Now, if I were to bring it up, I don't know if it would you know go in a different direction. But what the advantage that I have is I'm not just some person on the on the internet. I'm their friend. They mm-hmm. know me personally as a human being. Sure. So I feel like exposure is kind of the the best way to like demystify the quote the other side. Yeah, but you're not exactly the other side either, though. Compared to them, I am because yeah. they're so they're in an insulated echo chamber. I right. think that I mean I've heard a few times they say things almost like well obviously like they were like saying something about like well they, talking shit about like white men and I and and three of the girls in the group are dating white men and i was like well like you like Corey, like Corey's your boyfriend of like 10 years mm-hmm. yeah well i'm like he literally literally couldn't be whiter like <laughs> right. he has like blonde hair he's like irish as fuck like yeah um so it's just interesting uh but most of the time i just keep quiet because guess what i want to have a nice vacation and that's what matters to me is, you mm-hmm. know, like I have so much in common with these people outside of like politics. Uh, you know, we're all going, we're all about the same age. We're all going through similar shit. We're all having similar struggles, whether it be, you know, with job or relationship or whatever it may be, finding a place to live, the future, buying a house, not buying a house, whatever. So we have a lot of things in common just by being, you know, virtue of being about the same age and having similar interests and stuff like that, that politics to me just doesn't, it just doesn't fucking matter. Now, what do you think you guys would be doing there? Um, Eating, drinking, smoking, hanging out in the sun. Like, that's okay. the plan for me. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so I'm going to go out there. I love Siesta Key. It's beautiful. It's supposed to be, I think, partly cloudy tomorrow. I keep seeing. Mm. And then every now and again, it'll be like isolated thunderstorms. And I'm like, eh, eh. Whatever. Yeah, it should be all right. It should be fine. As long as it doesn't rain in the morning, I'm happy. Yeah. So what what are what are your plans this weekend? I'm or do you have any? Hanging out with the Diacos tomorrow. Ooh, Jay. Jay and Dan. Both of them. I'm, well, I'm going to Dan's house and then hanging out with both of them. And then either tomorrow or Sunday, going to go to Jay's house for a while. Oh, very nice. And, and maybe go to Amateur Works? Uh, yes. Which is, the, which is the honey hole. I'm I'm taking both of them there. Oh, uh, have they not been? Uh, they have, I'm sure. But you know, not with not with Blitz. Right. Are, you gonna, are you guys going to get empanadas and, and check out chicks? Yes, that is the move. That's um, the plan. Um, I'm going to go there tonight for a little. But I, I'm going to be in that area working on some stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably go for a few minutes, but not long because I need to get some sleep. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, same here. I um when Lummy sent me the prep yesterday, mm-hmm. and I saw the creative loafing thing. Yeah. I was a little bit perturbed because you, as mentioned on the show, yes, as mentioned on the show, um, probably in the first or second hour, 
creative loafing is like just this Tampa deal, the what's what of Tampa, the who's who's of Tampa. It's it's one of those things where everybody scoffs at it. It's like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. But if you get the award, you uh, like proudly display it in your office, in your restaurant, whatever. So it's like the first thing people see. Now, uh, you know, back when, um, you know, awards and, and certifications and other people's opinions mattered to me. Um, before, not, I mean, I I haven't lost everything like Bubba, obviously I have never reached that sort of success at all, but you know, when uh, hurricane epilepsy happened, it kind of fucked some shit up for me. Mm -hmm. I was on TV like once, twice, maybe three times a month on this, uh, what was it? WFLA, um, daytime TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I was going through a really fucking hard time when I reached out to them and I thought I was just looking for anything to make me kind of like feel better, get a, a boost of of confidence. It was like maybe a few weeks after, you know, my last breakup, I was just kind of a mess. And they're like, yeah, we have this roundtable thing we do once a week and we kind of throw some topics at you and we just kind of rapid fire it around the table and you guys tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Sort of a thing. And I was like, perfect. Like, that's me all day. You know, obviously, I'm not hawking anything. I'm not going to be like, oh, check out the skincare product or check out the skinny tea. Like, that's, I'm not right. selling anything. So that was perfect. And and then they would like have my name and it's like 1025 the book. Like, it looked so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought it was cool. Even though nobody watches TV, nobody watches cable TV, nobody cares. At the end of the day, if you say, oh, I was on TV, people still think that's cool. That's like a cool gig. So I got this, I reached out to them. They let me try it out. They only had one correction for me. And the executive producer was like, you did a great job, but don't look at the camera, idiot. Oh, yeah. So like other people are talking and I'm just like. Yeah, most most new people stare at a camera if they're in front of a camera. Right. Yeah. Which is dumb and, and obvious after she said it, because when you're watching TV, unless it's like a, like a one anchor and they're looking right at your fucking face. But if it's a round table of people, they're, they're always looking at each other. Correct. But you don't, you're not thinking about this and you know, you're kind of uh, intimidated. You walk in and you, I just, I just kept staring at the camera. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I never made that because I only make one mistake or a mistake one time. So I made sure to look at the people that were talking because that would make more sense because that's what you do in real life. Yes. But it was something I did probably for about three or four months where I'd go in once, twice, maybe even three times a month, and I would do the, you know, I would do this, I would dress up and like look kind of nice and mm-hmm. do this thing, and then it would air two days later, and I could, I got all this content from it. It was like really cool. Well, when hurricane epilepsy hit, all they had to do was just, ta- it was one tweet. Some guy just tweeted out at him and forwarded it to him or something. It just had a, a recording, like. Mm. Of me, of my Instagram video, making fun of, and I'm quoting the person who had the epilepsy, the epileptic seizure, which I wasn't. I was just detailing what had happened. At the, whatever. Right. Anyways, um, I I I got a me- I got a voice message on my phone from the executive producer, and she was like, "Call me," and um, I did, and it was just like we were playing phone tag, and she just like texted me, it was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're done." And okay. I kept reaching out. I'd reach out like two months later, four months later, six months later, and it would just be the same. Just nope, 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 nope. There's just no hmm. ro- road to redemption when you're on like cable TV, I guess. It was but broadcast. It was broad. What? It was broadcast TV. It wasn't cable TV. Oh. Well, I mean, it was also on cable, but it was broadcast TV. I think it was on like a like 120 markets or something. At least that's what I looked up and that's what they told me. But Oh, okay. I mean, it was, I thought it was pretty cool, but never got it back. And that is okay. And because, and now both of the hosts that were on there are, 
are now gone and doing other things and they got new people on and then they're Zooming people. And I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing a Zoom willy to be on TV. That's right. not going to happen. Um, but yeah, so. Who are you kidding? If they came to you and said, hey, we want you on every Wednesday afternoon via Zoom, you'll say, I'll, I'll be there. Probably, but that's just not as appealing. Of like I want to be in studio. Like part uh, of it was yeah. just the experience and being in there, and that's how I met Jack Harris and mm-hmm. um, Anjali, Jack. yeah, Queen B, and you know I already knew Ian Beckles, but that was just cool to see him there, pretty yeah. much. And uh, Ronnie Lane from WDAE, yeah, Ronnie Night Train Lane, he's awesome. Like it was just really cool to just be with. Wasn't Corey on that show too? Corey Dillon, yep, she was on there. So I was like the youngest person by at least like 15 years. I was like a fresh face and I was like, what's up? And, you know, I had my name and like what I was doing. And I just felt le- fucking legit. Like I felt like my dad and mom might be proud of me. But then I went to a show and I ruined it, which is what I what I do often. So yeah. anyways, that's okay. I don't even know how we got there, but it's all good. I think I told you that I spoke to my sister... Yeah, the day before last. Yes. Which is unusual because, you know, for those that don't know, I do have a sister. I never really talk about her. And the reason is I don't really have a lot of content. Like, we don't... Because you don't talk to her, or you talk to her very rarely, I mean. The last time I saw her... Dun, dun, dun. Was at my cousin's wedding? Which was when? Four years ago. Okay. Now, will you be see her? Will you be seeing her in a couple months when you no, go? No, no. Because here's the thing: when I go home to California, she's in San Francisco, which is uh, eight or nine hours north oh, okay. of San Diego. Okay. So she would have to, and she's always just like, "Come up for the day." I'm like, uh, "No, yeah, <laughs> like absolutely not." Yeah. Uh, you can come down. How about that? I flew across the country. Why don't you take an hour flight? Fl- you know, flight south, mm-hmm. um, or drive if that's your preference. So we just haven't, that's fucking crazy that that was the last time I saw her. I feel like that's, that's not good. But anyways, we've had a, an estranged relationship for ever <laughs> our whole lives. Yeah. My father told me when I was a child and I knew that he didn't know what he was, this is how I knew my parents didn't know shit. Um, my dad said, you know, when you guys get older, you're going to be best friends. I was mm. maybe 11 when he told me this and I go, uh, no, <laughs> Not happening, Captain. I go, I don't think you get it, Dad. And he's like, no, like, you're a kid. You don't know shit. Like, your sister's annoying now, but when you get older, like, you're going to be better. No, I I was right. (laughs) That does happen a lot, but... Yeah, I feel like we kind of never... And I'm I'm blaming myself partially for this as well. We never really grew out of our roles. Mm -hmm. Like, I still am, like, condescending and shitty to her sometimes, and she's Mm -hmm. just, like... She gets irate. She gets very emotional and hangs up on me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I deal with the same stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> my brother. Yeah. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just like, you're such a fucking dick. And you're older, yeah. right? Yeah. But I mean, like what we do, like hang out and like get along and all that. Just but you la- also live like close to each other. Yeah. But lately we've both been super busy, so we haven't. But like usually like when we talk on the phone, it ends in like a screw you type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it certainly doesn't help that she lives across the country, so yeah. I can't even see her if I if I wanted to, really. But it seems like she's doing well. She went from zero jobs to three jobs, apparently. Oh. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm working like 50 hours a week. I'm like, holy shit, you went from zero to 50? That's cool. That's awesome. I was like, certainly surprised. Hmm. We had a really nice uh, conversation it always ends up going somewhere political, and I don't mm-hmm. think it was my 
fault this time, but she she was she's like doesn't want to know, but is also curious about how I think about things okay. because she feels like she's so locked and loaded with the right answer that she wants to like bait me into something because right. she thinks she has the obvious right answer. So, for example, um, we were talking about something, and I don't know how we got on abortion. Which is okay. every is is just like uh you know that's how you get the party started. Of course. Now we had what was good is we had built rapport. So there's with our co- phone conversations there's a there's a tone and we got to get to like a good tone. We got to be yes. like on the same page. So we were talking about someone we we mutually know and we were talking shit and okay. nothing bonds people more. There's no better co- like better way to connect with a f- a, f- a fellow. member of mankind Mm -hmm. a fellow person than talking shit about someone you know nothing will bond you more than that because a it's fun Mm -hmm. b it's fun and c it's just like you're sharing your values you're like we value this yes and i remember i think i did my senior dissertation on gossip and like the evolutionary function of gossip because you say it you're just like women gossip Men gossip, and this is backed up by research, men gossip just as much as women, but it's less obvious. Because women go like this, oh my God, did you hear? But guys will just be like, so did you hear about Brad? Like, that's how they oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, what did, what did, uh, let me say, the infaction, what was it? Not, the inflation is different. Yeah, yeah, they have different inflation. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to say? Um, no, but guys do definitely gossip, but it's just not, it's not considered gossip. It's called catching up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, catching up, talking about people we know, and it's not always the same about the same stuff. But and it's it's not always negative. Like people, because no. th- w- people when people say gossip, you could be saying like your friend just got a new job and you're like super stoked for them. That's gossip, but yeah. gossip has a negative connotation. But gossip just means talking about people in like people you know. Yeah, that's it. Talking about other people. That's all. Like you could be gossiping about celebrities, if, but you know, no one really considers that. But like it's a gossip. good, like you said, it's a good way to bond with somebody. No better way to bond than talking shit about mm-hmm. somebody you know with somebody else. Yeah, it's so much fun, and it just it it's really. And I hate to admit it because I think that it's probably my biggest vice is talking shit. Cause it's oh, just yeah. it's and it's I'll never you never do it to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, I'm do. a lady. I'll do it behind your back. But there's just right. nothing better. Like who who is the victim here? Really? Like you think about it. If they're never going to hear this, but that's the po- that's the problem is you don't know. That's the thing. Because there's got to be some trust. And I know that there's this this old adage that like if you're talking shit uh, to someone about someone that they're talking shit about you, I. I think that there should be a caveat to that because I do okay. feel like there's different levels of friendship. Oh, definitely. If you're like uh, an acquaintance and you start talking shit, probably not the move because that person doesn't really feel any loyalty to you. Right. But at the highest level, the highest, the, the most inner of the inner circle, if you're talking shit about someone in an outer ring of Saturn, then I feel like you you may be, you're, pr- you're probably safer. For sure. Yeah. Like, because there's a few friends of mine that, like, we're real fucking close, and we'll talk about someone that's, like, you know, a, a more distant friend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like th- that's safe. That's a safe space because that's, like, that's, like, my, my best, fr- like, my best friend. I talk shit to them about other people okay. that are just more distant. Okay. But uh, so me and my sister were talking shit, and we're just, we're just, we're just yuck. We're having a ball. She's telling me, she's like, you know, um, this 
person we know who is my friend, but also by default my sister's friend because, you know, we all kind of grew up together. My sister's four years younger than me, so she just turned 30. So she's not, there's not a huge age difference, a significant one, but not a huge one. Mm -hmm. The older we get, the less significant it is. But we're talking, you know, I don't want to say, we were talking shit. We were talking shit. And, um, you know, something that I probably have never said to her, I said, um, you make a great point. Oh, wow. Yeah, my sister suggested that someone we know, maybe someone that had a YouTube channel that hasn't posted in a while, that maybe this person is clinically unwell. And I said, that's that's never occurred to me. And, And my sister goes, listen, like, we've always thought that she was just kind of, uh, dance to the beat of her own drum kind of you know these people who are just kind of uh, they dance really odd (laughs) they just uh they they do their own thing and you just go this is how you dismiss it you just go well that's just so and so Mm -hmm. that's so and so that's who they are that's part of their charm that's just what they do um but you never really think it's a clinical thing you just think it's a personality thing but then my sister was like have you ever considered that this person might be on the spectrum Mm. And my mind like melted. And I'm like, how did I not think of that? I go, no, it's, I've always just kind of dismissed it as, well, that's just so-and-so. And she's kind of a little, uh, just a free bird. Yeah, I don't know. She's I'm just trying, out there. She's out there. She's just kind of a little bit of a, a space cadet on her own planet. But she goes, yeah, well, I feel like she's really not picking up on a lot of social cues. I go, Another great point. Yeah. She's never really picked up on... Like, this just never occurred to me. Also, because she's uh, a female, and women, I think, are far less susceptible of being autistic than men are. I think there's a much higher... I think it might be a sex-linked trait, Okay, autism. I could be wrong. I know we saw that show, and it was like one for one. It was... But that, uh, yeah, but that's... But that was right. But I think when it comes God, down to it, there's, there's a lot... Oh, I cannot wait. I know you guys are... I'm excited for Ozark, but I might be more excited for Love on the Spectrum. Oh, me too. That shit was awesome. (laughs) But, yeah, my sister brought that up. She's like, she never really um, picked up on social cues and, like, what to say. But it's weird because, like, Mm. much like an acid trip, I guess is a good way to put it, or, like, uh, when you're rolling on Molly, if you really force yourself to focus, you can kind of pull yourself out of a roll. Have you you've never done ecstasy before, right? Or like Molly or anything? Uh, my, maybe. Okay, well that's a yes. Or maybe you're just trying to be cool to you know be relative to the conversation. But when you really, when even if you're rolling really hard, but say you got you're walking by a, like a police officer or something, yeah. or you can kind of pull yourself out of it. Kind of same with alcohol, but I think you have more control when you're like on ecstasy or something where you're just like. I'm fucking sober, and you just, like, really fucking focus. Well, even with weed, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, w- but I feel like it's more extreme with um, with with Molly and stuff like that, where you can pull yourself out of it, and then as soon as, like, you relax, you go be- right back into that space. It's kind of like that with my friend. Like, I've seen her act real fucking normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when she when there's a pressure to be, like... What do you do when there's a pressure to start yeah. talking about um, normal shit? But then if left to her own devices, she will be doing TikTok videos in a stranger's home. Okay. And, you know, I was talking about this with my with my buddy yesterday. And I thought, it, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, on oh, as an asshole and blah, blah, blah. And you're right. 
You but, are absolutely right. <laughs> you are right. But I feel like I'm a pretty introspective person. Like, I admit when I'm wrong. I've apologized yeah. before. Um, you're the same way. I am. You are the same way. I don't like doing it. I very rarely do it, but... If you feel I, like I you're in the wrong or you f- you think about something, you go, you know what? I could have handled that better. Yep. You call yourself out, which is like really fucking rare. Really fucking rare. Okay. Um, that people do that. And that's that's probably one of the, the things I like about you the most is mm-hmm. like you're, you're a cynical asshole. But mm-hmm. when you fuck up or you feel like you could have handled something better, you let that person know. That... I don't do that very often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I... Do I... I feel like I don't really royally fuck up a lot. But if I do, it's usually like with the same people because those are the people you're having repeated yeah. interactions with. But I've definitely done that before where I go, like, that was shitty. I yeah. would have been... Like, I would I would think... I think about, like, their reaction to what I did. And yes. I go, how would I feel if, you know, they did that to me? Exactly. And I, I kind of play through and I go, yeah, I could have definitely handled that better for sure. And then I'll, if I care about you, I will let you know, hey, yeah. I fucked up. I'm really sorry. Um, how can I make it up or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's hash it out, whatever. Yeah. So. Um, Which also is very rare. Yeah, that that's a rare thing. But it, I was so I was talking to, you know, I was talking to. Fuck it. I was talking to Will yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it is. Um, who's also on the creative loafing. Whatever. We'll get into that. In I thought you were going to say on the spectrum. <laughs> no, no. You see, he's also on the... Uh... What's the opposite of the spectrum? Oh, like, what's know. the opposite of autism? Like, crippling anxiety because you're so afraid of, like, pissing somebody off or... Okay. You know, you're like... Will is... And kind of... You're really mm. hypersensitive, too. Yeah. Um, I am like, I can pick up on shit, but like a lot of times I just, I don't let it get to me as much as like you guys do. But Will is probably the worst Okay, where he just has crippling. He can like feel like, oh, they looked at me away where I know they don't want me around. And he's just like, oh, I got to get out of here. He's not like up in people's space. He's always like giving people more space. Yeah. And I, I, uh, he doesn't want to put anybody just, out of the way. I just don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Will does. And I, I think people who are like the, the exact opposite of autistic are like really, really petty. Oh, like yeah. really petty because they oh. pick up on like the smallest oh. fucking things. Yes. And Will is very petty. And that's part that's part of the reason why we're such good friends because mm-hmm. we're both really petty. But mm-hmm. Will even more so. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker will hold a grudge. Right. I thought I was bad. But <laughs> but anyways, you know, we were talking about and I said, listen, you know, when you have a friend that's kind of offbeat we'll say and it's not will i'm talking about um when you have a friend that's like offbeat like that a few years ago when this person and i like were hanging out and stuff um she you know would dance around and stuff and i just thought i'm like that's odd yeah. You know, and dance around, I mean, like, we would go to a pool party or something like that. Now, you can groove and jive and stuff, but I feel like there's um, there's just kind of, like, a tacit set of, like, social rules that we all follow. Mm-hmm. Like, the people that don't follow those rules end up on World Star or Barstool Sports, where you're like, oh, check out Granny, who's fucking shaking her tits mm-hmm. at you know, Coachella, and everyone's like, that's fucking weird. Right. So... So this will be your friend eventually. Correct. Yeah, yeah she's I definitely... Def- I she's, she's fast-tracking. So, you know, we went to... Have you been to Water before yeah, at yeah, WTR? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, for those that don't know, it's like a, if you ever been to like a Vegas pool party, it's like that, but like on a way smaller scale. Mm-hmm. But they bring like really cool DJs. Like Shaq was there the right. other day, DJ Snake and shit. So fucking DJ Snake was there. You're not. You don't care. Shut up. You're being a dick. You don't like DJ Snake, do you? No, you don't. Of course yeah. I do. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hate you so much. <laughs> Who the fuck is DJ Snake? <laughs> he's really big. DJ fucking Snake. He has millions of followers on Instagram. He's not a fucking, yeah. you know, he's, he's making a lot more money than us. But <laughs> DJ Snake gonna come get you. <laughs> it's literally Snake. Fuck. So we go to water and, um, you know, we're we're yeah. driving and, you know, dancing. It's cool and stuff like that. But then, like, my friend is like, well, I'm going to take it to the next level. She wants to be center of attention, kind of. Right. And so she's doing, like, a world tour around the perimeter of the pool okay. where she's doing, you know, like, choreography. <laughs> it's like, it's not... It's more like, callig- it's not like, it's more like calligraphy. Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more like scribbling. Um, it's not like, yeah, we're dancing. We're like, whatever. Like, let's clap it. It's just like, she's like full out doing like, you know, pirouettes and like jetés. And I mean, I did dance growing up and, yeah. you know, so she, so like, she's yeah. just, it's, it's a production. Mm-hmm. Now, a few years ago, a lot's changed in a few years, but a few years ago when I, when this was going down, I, oh, that's just her. Mm-hmm. She's cool. It's all good. It doesn't matter. She's not, I would always say the same thing. She's not hurting anybody. She's not hurting anybody. Well, Let her go. If she, she isn't. She's not. Yeah. If anything, she's creating uh, like a, a story. She's creating entertainment. Well, she's, she's creating a story, all right. Content. I mean, people will go home and tell their, you know, their mm-hmm. their spouses, I, I, you're not going to believe. Am I being too loud? People are no, saying stop you're yelling. Good. Okay. Davey, shut the fuck up then. Um, you know, you're not going to believe what I just saw. This crazy girl was dancing around, blah, blah. And I, and I just say, listen, as long as she's having a good time, yeah. who fucking cares, right? We shouldn't care. Now, you know, uh, more recently, the same behavior, if not worse, had occurred um, when, okay. she, when this person came to visit somewhat recently. Oh, it was your, your dad? Yeah, it was my dad. Oh, um, man. Papa Hummel. And it was just like... Everywhere we would go that there was like a, a public space, I just felt myself cringing. Like now I've I felt that feeling before, but I would suppress it because I go, She's not hurting anybody. That was what I thought was the most mature mature now, you were, thought. You were cringing because she was dancing or that she might dance? No, when she would dance. Oh, okay. And in, inevitably wherever we were, even if there was no music, she would somehow have a speaker on her or like just put light her phone up and um and also i would take her to places where there would be music because i know she likes to dance okay so it's kind of your fault completely so you know we would this last time maybe we went to the beach and i brought a, a speaker okay a mega boom which is really cool yeah i heard those are badass super cool um, and I just put on some music because I like listening to music at the beach. Mm-hmm. I was just eating watermelon, minding my own business, sitting in chair, uh, bleeding at the time because I had started my period at the beach. Which oh, is you're not chumming up for sharks. I did not get in the fucking water past my ankles, but uh, <laughs> that's pretty much how it comes out, folks. It's oh, disgusting. You fucking brought that on yourself. Don't blame me. So I'm sitting there just kind of enjoying myself, like just literally bopping and moving to the, to the music, whatever. Well, you know, my friend takes that as a as a cue to lights, camera, action. Of course. So, I mean, she busts out her phone, and she doesn't just have a phone. She has a tripod and a big one. 
Oh. Like, it's not even just like this. It's like we are setting up fucking... Oh, I was like, we're on... I was like, can I say fuck? Yeah. Um, dump, dump, dump. She's got, like, the whole setup, and I... And, and she's dancing very sexually in a bikini in a fa- in front of a family of four with two small children. Okay. Probably age two and four. Mom is pregnant with the third, and they're just trying to they're just trying to live life, mm-hmm. you know. They they just seem like cookie cutter. No, they didn't middle America the professional awesome dancer that was dancing in front of them. Judging by the looks that they were shooting in our direction, I would venture to say no. Now, did she put a tip hat a tip hat out at all? <laughs> Guitar case? Um, no. She was just, you know, sexually dancing in the sand and then moved it to the water. Um, and oh, what are those portable stripper poles called? Just That's portable a, stripper poles. There's like a name. I don't know. She needs to get one of those. But it was just, um, and, and it went from she's not hurting anybody to she's hurting me. And oh. now this is personal. Oh, no. Because sometimes I just, and maybe it's because I get all of like my attention fixed out here. So I don't feel like I need to go do that in public because I feel like on some level, yes. most people are attention whores. Mm-hmm. I'm no different. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see me showing my tits or where they would be um, or my ass, whatever. You're not going to see that on Instagram for me. That's not my that's not my style. Right. But I still get my fix when I'm here. You know, you, you have an outlet. I have an outlet. Now, she doesn't. She doesn't have she doesn't have much of anything. <laughs> But okay. she, you know, so maybe that's just kind of how she gets it out. But everywhere we go, it was like always a, uh, like I was always having having to just like, like pain through shit and having to explain stuff to people who were curious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we go to a friend's house a couple of days later, and there's a, a game on hockey. Now you guys know me; I don't fucking like sports. I find them painfully boring. I don't care. I don't care about football. I don't care about baseball. I don't care about... Unless I'm watching UFC and someone's nuts are in another guy's face, that's kind of when I'm like, oh, interesting. You can I've, just watch fucking... I, could, I can watch UFC. I could watch, I could watch UFC. Um, that's, that's probably the only sport I find intriguing enough to actually watch for the sake of watching. But all the other sports I just find painfully boring. So I mean, yeah. I did hear that you were very upset that you wouldn't be in town for the preseason Bucks games tomorrow yes or whenever uh, it is. right uh, very upset about that i i how is that even i guess it's a game it's a game that doesn't really matter right. so maybe pe- the allure is that it's just cheaper and you get to see celebrities well, at you a got cheaper a, cost i don't sure, know you get to see your team playing uh, even it's, that is just like a novel like i don't understand that concept like who cares but uh, and i also just don't understand because the players are so interchangeable and it's like you know what I mean? It's not like one team and then they're with you until they die. It's like they're constantly changing and then now you hate the guy that used to play for you that yeah, doesn't anymore fun. and the coaches change and now you hate the coach because he works here. Oh, I just, I, Everybody in Tampa three years ago was like, Tom Brady's a jobber. We hate Tom Brady. And now he's the, and now he's the fucking Tampa. goat of Tampa Bay. He really is. I don't, I, I, I can understand being like, I like football and I like athletics and I see these athletes do incredible stuff like from that standpoint I get it yeah but when when I'm like well you like football let's watch this game and they're like I don't care about the Vikings and I'm like don't you like football but it's no they like their team yeah yeah their team whatever dude I don't get it and I don't care to get it you know but anyways so every time I was out with my friend this like last time 
I just found myself in a state of um, uh, a state of mental flux. I guess it was it was just this battle between like she's not hurting anybody. Why is it so embarrassing? And I would always just kind of be like, oh, oh, she's doing doing that. And I even had finally had got the moxie to be like, don't you get embarrassed? Not to say that you are doing embarrassing things, but you're creating a scene mm-hmm. and. Do you ever feel like like you don't want that attention? She's like like it was almost she'd never even considered that. She hmm. was like, "Why? I'm not hurting anybody and I just I like dancing and people like watching me and I'm like, this is all very true." Yeah. You do like dancing. People do like watching. Yeah. They like watching. Yeah. They may be confused. But, like, who doesn't like watching a train wreck, you mm-hmm. know? It's just, like, what's going on? And, look, she's, like, a decent-looking girl. Like, Very so attractive. With a bikini on, the guys are like, hey, well, I don't know what she's doing, but she's good, like, nice to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. I've never been that, um, like, blatant with, like, sexual attention. Right. I don't know how to even do it. Right. Really? Um, and I was having a talk with someone about this. I mean, I don't know if it was even you, but like these girls that like lead with their flirtatiousness yes. and their tits yep. and their ass and mm-hmm. they're very open about like very cavalier about like what they do sexually, which is weird because I do talk radio with a bunch of guys that are very cavalier about what they do sexually. Mm-hmm. But, you know, listen, we all know that there's a double standard here and I'm not complaining about it. I'm just Saying that it exists. It does. It absolutely does. You hear Bubba talking about blasting a chick. It's funny. It's cool. He's a bro. If you hear a girl talking about it, you may think it's cool because you're like, yeah, girls fuck. But you're going to be like, she's a fucking whore. Correct. She's a whore. Yep. It is what it is. I'm not saying sitting here and trying to correct it. I'm not going to be like a caller daddy. Like, I'm going to take it. No, you're not. You just Now you're just a rich whore. That's how that happened. Yeah. You're not less of a whore. You're a rich whore, which is like, fuck, would you be a whore for $60 million? <laughs> Probably. Of course. Yeah. But anyways, I, I understand that on a, on a pretty deep level, and I understand the reasons why that is, and I've accepted it, and I'm not like that, and I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not because I won't be able to pull it off. But I've just never been that girl that could lead with her. I was kind of, I mean, most people, here's the thing. When I say something kind of negative about myself, I know where people are going to take it. Yeah. So, like, I was going to say, when I was a kid, I was kind of, like, I wasn't cute, and I was just, you know, kind of awkward and weird, and people were like, stay your worst now! I get it. Mm-hmm. We get it. But it was, like, when I was younger, I was, like, I was, like, kind of chubby. I had buck teeth. Now all my teeth are buck teeth. I remember when they took my braces off. I thought, because I had buck teeth. Okay. I thought that my buck teeth were going to, like, uh, like be less buckish. And I remember mm-hmm. when they I took the they took the braces off, and it was, like, you know, you're... you're your lips are all like flop around. Your like teeth is all slick, and they showed me the mirror, and I'm like, "You made all my teeth buck teeth." I said that to Doctor Ronconi, who was my orthodontist at the time. You didn't unbuck my buck teeth. You bucked out you, all my ones you, that were unbucked. You fucking bucked out. All, I had a gap, and I had two front buck teeth, and they just brought. It seemed like they pulled all the other teeth down and and instead of i thought it was just going to be like normal sized teeth all of the teeth were now buck teeth i thought my gob was gone yeah i was fucking pissed i'm like i think you did this wrong my teeth are like super big now put them back (laughs) what the fuck doc so that's just kind of like what i've had to to live with which is which is fine but i could never lead with that i was never the cute girl and you're still not we got it um, like in high school, you know, it was just it was hard for me to to 
I wasn't a cheerleader. I did dance, but I was like, I always want to, if there was like a boy and a girl part, mm-hmm. sometimes that would happen and you would have to play the part. I always wanted to play the boy. That's why my, oh, my that's parents shocking. thought I was gay. Right. They're like this, I wanted to wear boys clothes. My, when I, when my mom took me shopping when I was like 11 or maybe 10 or 11, I said, I want to shop in the boys department. Mm-hmm. I think these are all signs that you, you know, you may have a, like a, a, a butch, you might have a lesbian. Yeah. I, all of the tall, telltale, 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 whatever, the surefire, tall tale signs that, you know, you may have a kid that's gay, no problem, not a big deal. But I was really kind of um, displaying all of those signs. And like I've mentioned before, my parents did think I was gay. Mm-hmm. Um my dad even asked my mother, I think when I was probably about 11, he said, do you think Anna's gay? And my mother replied, we're going to love her no matter what. Didn't they like buy you a book or something? Like, or they found- that was a period book that ruined my life. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, so they thought I was gay. And then all of a sudden I hit, I really hit puberty when I was probably about 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And I fucking femmed out. It was like weird. Hmm. All of a sudden I wanted to... Well, all of a sudden I stopped looking. I was I wasn't built like a fucking rubber ball, yeah. and I had like a nice little waist, and you know I had I just kind of, I got a little taller. I kind of stretched out a little bit. I grew into my face a little bit. Mm-hmm. The braces came off. You know I kind of I didn't have bangs that were th- uh, four inches thick, so I kind of you know got rid of that. I was kind of looking kind of cute, and and I started getting a little bit more attention from boys, and mm-hmm. I just I just totally femmed out. And then I started, and, and that's when I became, like, body conscious, and that's when all that shit started happening. Nice. So I'm like, oh, I gotta be fit, gotta be skinny, gotta be this, gotta be that. That's when I started wearing um, glitter chapstick. Oh. That's when I got into glitter. So um, that was the glitter revolution of of, of uh, 1999 or whatever it was. Mm. So femmed out, you know, so that's whatever that happened. But I don't even know where I was going with all this. Let's take a call. Hello, who's this? Hey, Anna, this is Gary. Oh. I don't think anybody knows where you're going. You are all over the map. Even Blitz, he just says, mm-hmm, uh-huh, yep. What, what, am, I supposed to, what am I supposed to say? I don't know. It's like uh, it's her no show. one in chat knows what the fuck is going on, and no one else knows what's going on. So what is the point of all this yabbering? Uh, you don't it's have to called, listen. It's called a show. You don't have to listen, Gary. You could do other things. You could you could save so much time, but it seems like you invest six hours into the, the Bubba Army every day, into the Bubba Love Spun show, into the after show. And like, listen, we really appreciate the subscribing and the listening and the calling in and stuff. But you seem to be really involved for someone who seems to hate everything that we put out. So why don't you eat some cum hey, and kill yourself? Gary, what, what are like the, the Oh, I top... just hung up on him. Oh, okay. What, what did you, why would you I want to know what his top few things he likes about the show and are i don't care and he's getting clonked anyways no, I I, yeah I just, just fucking go sip some jizz and enjoy your weekend it's like he loves he you know he he talks this big game about how you know uh, the, we're right wing we're in incompa- like we're not compassionate people and we don't care about poor people and we don't care about people mm-hmm. who are dying and stuff but he on a much more personal level tries to call in and ruin people's day tries to tell me that i suck tries to tell danny sucks tries to tell blitz or bubba that he sucks trying to ruin our day so you're just being a fucking negative don't nancy and Jay. Yeah, especially Jay. You guys had. So, like, why don't you just, like, if you don't like it, it, it just seems odd that you're just, like, why are you so obsessed with us? Yeah, I don't get that. I appreciate it. You that's, know, That's why I, I'd like to know, like, what he actually likes about it. I think he just likes to hate. 
you know okay. that's fine which i kind of get i do too but yeah. like i've never i've i've never taken it upon myself to write a well maybe one time but like i've never taken it upon myself to write a mean message on instagram mm-hmm. uh, you know to a straight like you are promoting this and you're that it's just i like to just kind of sit like a fly on the wall and observe and it yeah. seems like Gary likes to get involved, and that's fine. And if the show's going to go all over the place, it's going to go all over the place, because I'm all over the place, okay? Bob Army Grunts donated about 350 bits. Thank, Thank you. you very much, okay? I'm sorry. I have a few things written down that we could, you know... And it, here's the thing, Gary, because you're so fucking stupid, is that I have a bunch of things planned out, and I'm stringing them together. So I'm trying to, like, segue into things ever so seamlessly, because I don't want to go, Oh, uh, next we're going to talk about this. I try to segue it in where I've, I have a bunch of shit written down. We've covered some of it already, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to make it kind of like a seamless, you know, a seamless situation. But, you know, you want to call me out and say it's all over the place, which is fine. I don't care. I hope you, I, I, I wish you well, Gary. I wish you well. The weird part is on Sometimes this show. Sometimes I wish that you would just t- off yourself, but, you know, I wish you well. Yeah. So the weird thing is on this show, we don't take like a ton of breaks. Maybe we'll take one or maybe none. Karen. Yeah, yeah, but usually, usually it's nothing. But sometimes yeah. maybe, so you can't reset and then start a new topic and all that. Like you, you seamlessly go from one to the other. Right. Exactly. And it sounds kind of weird for people that are used to the like the commercial, then come back for the new topic, and then commercial, come back to a new topic. Right. Uh, who's this from? Tommy. What is that? Tommy Ardito Seven Five Hundred yeah. Bits. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So this is kind of this isn't terrestrial radio. This is different. This is more of just we're chatting. Mm-hmm. I could easily just like listen to ch- read chat and and go off that but i i don't think that that's a good idea but my army grant 414 bits thank you i'm actually going to buy one of those ear microphones for you to start using ear microphones the ones that look like ears so you can be like oh yeah do you want me to look at do you know what else is i mean i'm not trying to talk shit on twitch we were very grateful for them but if you forget about twitch but just on the internet what kind of fucking crazy shits on the internet that people love why don't you, like, you know, go watch uh, vi- people with the video games? Dude, there's plenty of shit to watch on Twitch. You don't yeah, have to watch us. Fortnite going on right now. It's Fortnite. There's people licking ears. There's people, plastic ears. What is it? Hot tubs. There's ho- hot tubs. Girls that are in hot tubs, yeah. Girls in hot tubs. I'm sure that sounds like something you may like. Why don't you go watch that instead of just shitting on me all the time? Which is fine. Which is really odd, though, because on Twitter, Gary, like, reps me hard. He'll be like, honest sucks, but have her replace SBK. And you have like four different accounts because you're such a fucking loser. You have so much time on your ends. You have nothing to do. You're bored with your life, so you're trying to ruin mine. I get it. That's fine. I wish you well. Why don't you go occupy yourself, uh, occupy your time doing something else, my friend? Hello? Who's this? Hello? Is that me? Uh, yeah, it's you. What's up? I'm actually happy to hear from Tampa Terry. Okay. What's hey, up? Hey, brother. It's Tampa. Hey, brother. Tampa Terry. Yeah, I know. I know. We know. The man who defeated Dr. Dan, the sexiest man in Canada, just wanted to say, brother, first of all, great show today, the Don the Big Show today, and actually, this is my favorite episode of Off the Rails ever, brother, great episode today. Oh, thanks. Um, and uh, F. Gary, and also, uh, hey, uh, earlier in the show, brother, I heard you uh, talk about uh, your, you, hey, uh, uh, hey, hey um, you, uh, earlier in the show, um, remember when you said you were uh, talking to someone about abortions, brother? Yeah. When you were saying that she was wrong? Hey, uh, um, um, hey, why do you care about abortions, brother? You're a virgin. Ha! I'm a virgin? Yeah, he's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Well, that's good. Thank you, Tampa Terry. Appreciate you. Uh, hello, who's this? Hello? 
That's you. 813? No, thank you. Yeah, going back to, I mean, I, again, Gary is kind of right. I am all over the place. But, yeah, going back to the uh, the abortion situation with my sister, she was like, can I ask you something? And, again, this is after things have been going well. We've been talking shit about a mutual person we know. Yep. You know, we're, we're, we're vibing. We're laughing. She's saying things like, totally, exactly. Like, we're on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. So now it's okay if we kind of cut in with a little bit of controversy because that's how we usually, we know that that's usually how we end things. Yeah. So she goes, can I ask you a question? Like, how do you feel about abortion? And I go. Like literally that's what she said. I forget how we segued into it, but we did. Something like that. Yeah. And um, I go, I'm going to tell you, but I need you to like, let me finish my thought. Mm -hmm. And I told her what I, what I've always said. I go, I think it's not Right. I would say it's probably uh, unethical. It's good for society, bad for the fetus. Can we agree on that? Yes. Oh, was, so far? Right. And I said it's it's certainly good for society, bad for the fetus. I would say it's it's unethical. And I could I could t- tell she was like doing the... Uh, I was like, hey, hey, I'm mm-hmm, not done yet. Mm-hmm. I said, but if I got pregnant tomorrow, I would have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and it's weird because a lot of people don't really rep the opposite of what they think, you know, because people will say, like, I would never have an abortion. I think abortion is wrong. Like, if I'm trying to be philosophical about it. Okay. We're being philosophical about it. I do think that abortion is wrong on paper, for sure. And then, of course, what they do is my sister says, well, let me ask you about this. Which And you know what's coming, right? They take the most extreme example. Mm-hmm. What if someone's raped? And they get pregnant. And I go, well, at the end of the day, you're still punishing the fetus. The yes. fetus didn't rape you, right? Right. I hate to bring up the, like, two wrongs don't make a right thing. Mm-hmm. But it makes no sense to be like, I'm raped and now I'm pregnant. Now I'm going to kill the fetus. It's like, you should be able to uh, punish the person that raped you, not we, the fetus. We can't have that because then we would have Rimatroni. But thinking about it. Maybe that's not such a bad thing after all. <laughs> <You're> so <fucked. laughs> we love you, Brian. Thank you very much. And and thank I, you for... Brian, you, I'm kidding. You did not have to pay me back the $40. Brian's my favorite snowflake ever. He is. He's very cool. cool. Yeah, I do. I like He's Brian. our favorite pizza delivery driver slash attorney. FedEx guy. <laughs> he did. I'm like, what, are you delivering a pizza? Um, but yeah, so... And my sister was like, oh, I completely disagree. And I'm like, but what you have to do when you're in a disagreement with somebody, at least what I do, is I... You thank them for let it for hearing you out because mm-hmm. that kind of softens the you know I go hey I know you don't agree with me but I appreciate you letting me speak my yeah, piece yeah, yeah. and she goes oh yeah okay yeah so you kind of try to get back and then you can kind of squabble a little bit and then you kind of go back and forth but she just said like it's a woman's right and, and I go that's just an assumption you know and I just said she's like well what about all those people that are like protesting outside the abortion clinic it's none of their business and I'm like. Yeah, but if they thought that, like, kids were being murdered, like, think if if you knew that someone was murdering their kid, there was, like, a compound where they were murdering kids, don't you think that that would be a worthwhile thing to in- investigate and invest your time into to save save those kids? Because uh, that's what they think. They think you're murdering kids. I think it comes from a, a good place. So we were kind of going back and forth on that. It's none of their business. It's like, yeah, but as soon as the kid is born and you kill the kid, now it's now it's the state's business. Mm-hmm. You know, you are property of the state um, because you, it used to be the case that you could just pretty much uh, kill whoever you wanted to kill. There was no 
I don't know if you've ever heard of Steven Pinker, but he's a, I think he's a linguist by trade, but he does a lot of research on a lot of different shit. He's the one that, I think he wrote the blank slate. Eh. Um, I could be wrong and how that's bullshit that the blank slate is not a real thing, meaning that like you're, everything is socialized and that's not the case. It's like you, you come with the hardware, right? You come with the ability to, to learn certain things. But so for example, like the easiest example is language, right? Language is a hundred percent socialized, but the ability to acquire language is a hundred percent hardwired into your brain. Mm -hmm. The ability to understand grammar like even between Japanese, English, Hindi, whatever the case may be, the structure is the same. There's like verbs, there's action words, there's nouns, there's adjectives, you know, it, there's pronoun, whatever the case may be, prepositions. They're all kind of structured similarly, uh, even if there's different, even just the fact that they've like humans that never had any contact with one another were able to all have like a written alphabet. Not all of them, but a lot of different mm -hmm. people, you know, and, and then you see back in the records, you know, whatever, caveman or, or scrolls or something that you see, oh, it's Aramaic, oh, it's Hebrew, oh, it's Hindi or whatever, Sanskrit. Um, and that's kind of interesting that that evolved completely independently of one another. So that's all like hardwired. But whether you end up speaking Japanese or end up speaking English is completely dependent upon your uh, environment. Mm hmm. So, um, yeah, so he was just talking about, you know, the Leviathan, which was like the governing body that never really existed before. And that the Leviathan was, which is kind of fucked up and goes against everything I've been saying. But like the government, the state's interest in your well-being really helped lower crime. Because before it was just like warring tribes. Like, hey, you took my weed. Now I'm going to fucking kill your whole family. Right. Now, you, if you kill the whole family, now the king's getting involved. I mean, like, you can't fucking do that shit. Mm -hmm. that th those are my people. So it's kind of weird that, like, because the king or the monarch or the dictator or whoever who was in control had an interest in you being alive, that that created more safety for you because that would sure. punish the person that did the killing or stole or whatever. So, um, well, I mean, the whole like you know government where you know starts out from a good place. It does start out from a good place, and it has a function for sure, um, and it. It was just interesting reading, like, because we always assume that violence is getting a lot worse, but it's actually going down. Oh my god! Can't on say on that. a on a long term. Yes, and now yeah. when we look at absolute numbers, so it's like, well, there's a lot more people dying now than there were uh, a thousand years ago. It's like, yeah. yeah, but there's a lot more people, right? Yeah, so you have to kind of keep in terms of like percentages. Like, Ratio. you have to think about in the West, like, during medieval times in England or in Europe or whatever, like, they were skinning cats, like, as a game. That's what they, they were, like, quartering people in public. Were we supposed to stop doing that? Right, exactly, because oh, cats aren't real animals and they don't have feelings. But that's what people would do and torture people publicly, which they do in certain parts of the world still, as we've, you know, seen, but... In this, in civilized society, you don't do that anymore, you know. And you'll hear attacks, and there's guns, and you know, shootings and shit like that. But for the most part, most people are are pretty peacekeeping. Because uh, again, yeah. if it's it's it would be so overwhelming in the news if it was happening all like every moment of every day. Mm -hmm. It'd be like Chicago. It would be like Chicago, and then that's when you just stop reporting because you just go fuck it. That's just that's that, yeah. They, they don't report it there because it's like who cares? Yeah, who fucking cares? But anyways, 
it was a pretty um I, I talked to my sister for like an hour and I think that's good. I think we're How did it end? Did it did it was well, it, was it, it ended, a heated was it a heated hang up? Well, here's the thing, like we were kind of getting in a heated and I was about to make a really good point and then she's like, "Oh, my boss is calling. I got to go. I'll call mm. you right back." Did she call me back? And I was waiting cuz I was like locked and loaded with a really good point. Okay. She never called me back. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last. But that's okay. I, I really do want You're to like kind boss. of boss. Huh? You're like boss calling. That's right. You got a job. Yeah, she's got three jobs. She went from zero to a hundred real quick. Good. So no, I'm I'm ve- I'm was very pleased to hear that. Certainly, um, my family. You know, we were talking about families and Brian Matroni's family and adopted. Everyone's got their shit, man. Mm-hmm. Very. It's very rare that you hear of like an intact family that's healthy because yeah, you don't get that points. Almost never happens. You don't get points if like mom and dad are married, but like dad's a fuck up or mom's yeah. a fuck up or, you know, they live in different rooms. Like, I don't think that that's a win. No, that's it's that's not a win, not right? a win at all. Because it's like, oh, you're so lucky you have like this cohesive family, you know, but if it's like, yeah, but everyone's got major problems. Like Kevin Hazlett mm-hmm. looks like they got their shit together. Like the Hazlets look like they are like a cohesive family unit and they enjoy each other's company and mom and dad are together and they love each other and they love their kids and they're supportive and they want to see their kids succeed and they're going to do anything to help them get where they but, need to go. But the truth is probably, and I I'm, I'm, don't really think this, but like, you know, behind the scenes, they all hate each other. And Kevin's <laughs> like, look, if you want to be in the will mother effort, yeah. you're going to, you're going to shape up and pretend like this is a normal goddamn family. Yeah. Here, hold your mom. We're taking a picture. Possibly. And then I'm going to post it on all six of my Instagram accounts. (laughs) And then I like all of them, of course. Yeah. Um, But it seems like that is the exception and not the rule. Oh, absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, I think that that's an amazing... I'm really glad that I had a cohesive family growing up. Mm -hmm. I think that 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 was certainly good for my development. Um, Yeah, I was... I was it, my parents' divorce fucked me up for sure, but really? I yeah a lot. But because what it does is like many things, when you think that things are guaranteed, like of course this is exists. Yeah, of course my parents are have an unbreakable bond and they'll never get divorced. When that crumbles, mm-hmm. then you start looking at everything else and you feel like you're in the matrix. You go. Well, if that was a house of cards, mm-hmm. what else is a house of cards that I think I'm so certain is the truth and never going to like uh, never going to falter and always going to be there 100 percent. Is that part of why you like to look up conspiracy stuff? No, no. The conspiracy stuff came way later, way, way. But later. I mean, but I'm no, but I but I mean, do you get that like satisfaction? Yeah. Of things are not how they are. Mm hmm. No, I think I just, um, I just think that, what, what is the appeal? I think a conspiracy theories obviously are just fun because it goes against, like, I, I like being a provocateur. Like I'm not sure. a Milo Yiannopoulos or anything like that. Well, no, cause for many reasons. Yeah. But <laughs> like, that's not, but I do like questioning not necessarily authority, but questioning just the status quo. I think that that's important. And especially if there are, like, I'm not, I, I don't just make shit up out of my ass. Like, I'm not just like, oh, lizard people and shit. Reptilians. Frogs are gay, even though I think that there was some support for that. But whatever the case may be, like, uh, if there's facts that are coming out and people are saying these facts are true or there's evidence of this happening, but the narrative is this, like, 
I was listening to. Do you know who Tim Kennedy is? I think he's my like new. I'm not my new crush, but an old crush that's, that's been oh, revived. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think he's. I do not know who that he's is. UFC was in the UFC, and I think he, he was special ops. I want to. I think he was Green Beret, but he's a badass motherfucker. Green Beret. A Green Beret. And he was the one that went into South America, Chile, Argentina, and was doing um, an investigation on the descendants of the Nazis, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, um, oh, where was I going with that? Oh, just things not as how they are. And, And most people just, you know, I was told in history class in eighth grade, ninth grade, whatever, Oh, Hitler killed himself in his bunker. You know, they make it all nice. And mm-hmm. the Americans came in, saved everything. Bah, 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 and we're the best. And da, 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 da. I wasn't told that, you know, we were taking Nazi scientists and they were the head of NASA. I wasn't told yeah. about Who Operation Paperkiller. Uh, Weasel von Wesel. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Um, von Buren. Not Van Buren. <laughs> van Fuck. Buren. What's his name? Von Braun. Von Braun. Werner. Werner von Braun, when they had the fucking big scar, because that was kind of like a, a, a sign, signal of manliness or you know masculinity. I think they would fence, and it's like you almost wanted to be slashed because mm-hmm. it was like you were a hard ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I think they would even like pack it with horse hair. I think I remember hearing that. But anyways, so I was listening to Tim Kennedy on Rogan yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was an old episode, but you know he goes into Argentina, and it's like you never really, you never, I never heard about that. I never heard that there were hundreds of thousands of descendants of Nazis that still proudly um, boast about the accomplishments of their ancestors. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know about that. I didn't know that, you know, it's a possibility that Hitler never killed himself and he escaped to South America and that's where he lived the rest of his days. Yeah, well, him and Elvis. And Elvis, yeah. right? Like, I'd never, no one ever told me. So, and again, this isn't just like making it up out of thin air. Like, if you go there, if you go to certain, I forget what the city was called, but if you go to these, these like little Bavarian cities, they only speak German. They don't even speak fucking Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, and they do like, prop up and they're very proud of their heritage is what he was saying yep. and he said that he had to go in there and and pretend he was like a like a tour guide like oh check out this cute bavarian city but in reality he's trying Spying, to basically yeah he's trying to get interviews with people who were like uh, either like obviously descendants of, of top officials in mm-hmm. the nazi party and stuff like that so just interesting stuff and uh, again and, and this is stuff that has been confirmed by multiple sources and it, and it's also it is fun to think and it's also just fun to piss people off they're like well it's not what cnn said yeah like, well, well yeah they start out that way yeah i mean the core i think the corporate press is the enemy of the people mm-hmm. as like some people when they say that it's like uh, and then the other people are like yeah well joe rogan says this i'm like oh it just might as well be cnn at that point yeah <laughs> i do love that man i do love him. Yeah, go ahead and spill all over the board. But yeah. So I think it's unusual to have a cohesive family unit. Oh, it's very unusual. And even when you do have a cohesive family unit, like I always, you got to look even deeper than that. Like a mom and dad are together. It's like, yeah, but do they fucking hate each other? Right. Are they miserable? Which Have which, they not had sex in two decades? Like that, they, these are problems. Especially for younger kids is probably worse off. To see that or? Yeah. Because you don't know, like, you grew up not knowing what, like, a loving family should yes, be. Yes, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, And I don't know. It just seems like it's it's such a crapshoot because even people that, 
you know, come from good homes, it's often it's often fragmented. You know, it seems it's it seems to be more of the rule that you come from, you know, a, a set of divorced parents. Now, people used to think that that would really fuck you up. And that's why women would st- especially women, because they, you know, weren't always in the workforce. They mm-hmm. would have to stay with their husbands. They were either beating them or cheating on them or a little combination of both and treating everybody like shit because they didn't have any work skills and they couldn't fend for themselves. So they would just have to stay with their husbands. Obviously, that's not really the case anymore in, in most situations in America. But nevertheless, I do feel like if you have a uh, a bit of a trying, not necessarily a trying childhood, because I feel like that's not that's no good. But if you have like issues with your family um, that makes you, I, I think that makes you a, a funnier, interesting, per, more interesting person sometimes. Not always. Not always, but okay. You know, you just, you, I, I feel like because most people have issues with their families that when you have issues with yours, it makes you more relatable. Relatable, yeah, but not necessarily funny. Yeah, because sometimes it's suicidal. So yeah, I guess it's kind of like, <laughs> hey, you're going to be, are you going to get schizophrenia or are you going to be a stand-up comic? Like, right. who knows? It's a crapshoot. We don't really know. But... um yeah, I, I definitely think that, like, my whole thing with, if we're even talking about, like, gay parents, because I was, I was on Facebook the other day, and there's this gay couple, and they mm-hmm. adopted a, a, a girl from, I don't know, Italy or something like that. Two um, women or two men? Two men. Okay. And, you know, I remember, it's it's not really a hot topic, because I feel like the trans thing is, like, is like the new hot girl in town, um, mm-hmm. but with gay parents, like, it's like, should they raise children? I'm like... Would you, is it, is it, oh, is it better to have a single mom? Is it better to have a, a, a parents that are together, but dad's beating the shit out of mom in front of the kid's face? Like, obviously these aren't good situations, but we don't take kids away from those people, you know? No. Um, I think that my philosophy, and I could be wrong, and I do kind of relate it to the, evolu- you know, our, the way that we evolved and stuff like that. We didn't grow up in, in like fragmented families. It was a village that raised a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. So like maybe dad was out fucking hunting with the boys and mom and your auntie and your grandma were all kind of taking care of you and all the the, the little chickens, yeah, you know, running around. all the other little shitheads, the Vildechai, as my grandma, as my bubby would say. So I think that my whole thing is I think a kid will be successful by and large. Obviously, other things can go wrong, but as long as there's fucking eyes on the kid. Mm hmm. And 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 if caring those, eyes, caring eyes yeah. yeah, not like, hey, I'm looking at you and I'm also beating the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Heads going through a garage door right now. Not those kind of eyes. But if if people are paying, whether you got, you know, I think you're, you can be fine if 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 you have a a mom and an auntie and a grandma and we're all kind of like keeping an eye an eye on you and making sure you're out of trouble and teaching you good shit. Like I think you'll be just, I think you'll be just fine. It's when that you're with your mom and she's working three jobs because she doesn't have a, a man to help her out with anything, and then you take to the streets and then mm-hmm. you, you join a gang like that's when problems occur is that there's just not enough eyes but if if the grandparents are involved if the aunts and the uncles and shit are involved then i i think that you don't necessarily need a two parent one mom one dad home yeah that's what i think is the best recipe for success for a kid is it doesn't people you need a mom and it eh, i don't know i don't i don't you know if that's family. necessarily true you need a family you need a support system yeah. and you need someone who's keeping eyes on you and making sure you stay in line because the the major issue with the single mothers is it's not just that it's single mom it's like a single parent mm-hmm. 
you know? So if it was a single mom, but like you had a few other family members, cousins and whatnot, right, right. I think the kid would be okay. But it's that's typically not, it's a one parent problem. Yeah. Where she's off fucking working and you are just left to your own devices at home mm-hmm. with your friends, with a gang, on the streets, whatever. And that's when the streets raise you and that's when you run into problems. Well, you know, you get into gangs because they treat you like family. That is true. And then you go beat up a, a woman and... An el- I, please, an elderly woman. Was she elderly in Chicago? Oh, no. I, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. But That's so usually it's elderly women. That they go after just... Why? Easy targets. You'd think it'd because be like... Because they carry a, their purse with them and usually have money in it. That used to be like the old school. Oh, uh, okay. I was thinking like a younger girl, like they would try to like sexually assault her. That's just for fun. But... Right, you know, right. Trying to get money. You know, go, now, for, go for grandma. Let's let's finish off um, the show with a little talk about the coronavirus. Because my sister did say something that was kind of alarming, mm-hmm. and I want to get your take on it. So we, you know, with her, I usually talk like real slow, and I just make sure I don't raise my voice because she doesn't respond well to that. <laughs> I guess imagine you being like, "Okay, so yeah, let's I'm take it from top. going to talk about coronavirus." Well, she was. She said something about the vaccine. You're like, I talk real slow to her. Yeah. Well, I, I can't because when I start talking fast, then it sounds like I'm angry. And then I get angry. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. yeah. So you talk real slow, real calm. And she started, you know, she said something about the uh, vaccine. And I go, oh, I, I'm not getting that. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I'm like, do you? And then I'm also just curious because she's living in a world that I'm aware of. I wouldn't say I'd, I, when I was in Santa Barbara, certainly all my friends were liberal, but it was different ten, like 10, 12 years ago, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I was a, in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in like the 80s or whatever. Mm-hmm, back in the 40s. Um, so <clears throat> I asked her, I'm like, do you, do you know anyone who's not vaccinated? She goes, no, we're all vaccinated. Hmm. Okay. And then she said something, intre- you know, and then she starts saying, I go, well, you know that you can still get it and spread it with the vaccine. She goes, yeah. But then it was weird because then we started talking some more and she goes, well, you got to do it on behalf of the community. And I go, hold on, hold on. We just both agreed five minutes ago that you can still get it and spread it. Mm -hmm. So you getting the vaccine literally only affects you, which is best case scenario. For you. I'm choosing to risk myself. I'm not, you're no longer a grandma killer. You're just being suicidal, whatever. Taking your chances with possibly harming yourself. Which is fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. You're not, I, because I, of what I've seen, and I know that everybody's sources are different depending on, you know, when you go to IamRight.com and mm-hmm. you just find your sources. Mm-hmm. But I think that the viral load is the same in vaccinated, yeah, but, unvaccinated people, but you're less likely to have severe symptoms if you're vaccinated. Correct. However, there's also a case for you're actually, you know, you're, could be killing grandma because you could be a silent carrier. Whereas, if, you, whereas, if you're vaccinated. Yes. So... Okay, so then you're saying now it's reverse. Now it's the people who are vaccinated that are the silent, that are the killers. It could be because people who are not vaccinated are usually sicker, so they know they have so they, they know they have it, so they'll quarantine. Right, right. I mean, but, there's but, certainly but, but an whatever. argument for that. What, yeah. Right, right. So then she said to me something kind of disturbing, which I liked because I like dark shit. Mm-hmm. She said, "If you get sick and you're unvaccinated, and there are." limited ICU beds or resources, mm-hmm. they should take that into consideration. I have heard that as well from And literally last night, I was on surprise, surprise, Drudge Report. Oh, Matt's, Matt's site. <laughs> yeah, and um, they were considering that 
as well. I think this was somewhere, I think it was Dallas. I, ha- I have heard this for a little while now is that you should be, if you have the vaccine and you get sick, you should be priority over those that do not. I do want to talk about this because I think it's interesting. Are you fucking kidding me? The Dallas News. I'm not paying for it. North Texas Doctors Group retreats on policy saying vaccina- vaccination status to be part of care decisions. Now, it's weird. I hate when, like, the the title doesn't really match what's in the mm-hmm. fucking article because then you start reading and they go, well, I guess, okay, so this is an updated story, but I guess it was uh, orig- the original story was literally earlier that day. North Texas doctors have quietly developed a plan that seeks to prepare for the possibility that due to COVID-19 surges, the region will run out of intensive care beds. If that happens for the first time, doctors officially will be allowed to take vaccination status of sick patients into account, along with other triage factors to see who gets a bed. Now, how do like at first I was disgusted the fact that she said that. Now, I don't even know if she said if they run out of beds. I I think she just said like just in general, they should just let you fucking die. Yeah, I've I've heard people say that Um, as well, which I was like, well, that's kind of heartless. So then I go, you know, and then I try to push her on it and I say, okay, so you're saying that if you caused your own problem, then you should not be taken care of. Is that she's like, yes. And I go, okay, well, what about type two diabetes? Because that's an easy one and it's fun and simple. I said, what if you made yourself sick because you ate yourself to death? Not everyone type two is because they ate themselves. Well, let's just say that it's because of lifestyle. Like you could have turned it around. You're pre-diabetic. Your doctor said, eat some fucking plants. And you said, fuck off. We'll go with that. Okay, this doctor said, listen, you're pre-diabetic, this is all diet, this is all lifestyle, you can turn this shit around if you just eat a few plants and you you go for a walk every now and again and you go, fuck off, doc, I'm eating Twinkies. And um, and then you go, you know, then you have issues and you go into, what 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 is, not cardiac arrest, but like, what what happens to them? Like, people, like, if they're, if you're a diabetic and you're in a hospital, like, what's, you what, go to, like, ketoacidosis. Ketoacid, you get ketoacidosis or whatever, you know, you, I know you can, like, lose limbs from diabetes you can. and shit. Okay. Yeah. You got sugar feet. Sugar feet, right. You, so, you, you run into that problem and it's like, okay, so you're saying that doctors shouldn't take care of people that cause their own problems. We're not talking about that. I'm like, but it's the principle. The principle that you just told me is if, if you had a part in your situation if you made a choice and it led to where you are right this second right now that that the healthcare system you know doesn't necessarily have to provide for you because quote they told you so now when it comes to now let's say that there is a limited number of beds okay and um let's just say that you know, some people have been vaccinated. Some people have not been vaccinated. And let's say, you know, they they triage people and they say, we're all, let's for argument's sake, they're all the same level of bad. They're equal in every way except for vaccination, not vaccination, right? Because we can't be like too many too many variables. Because because in re, in all realisticness, they are going to possibly use the vaccination thing as something in triage, but it'll be so far down the list. Mm-hmm. But it still is a valid. So, right. So, so we're assuming that they're all exactly the, same. the same. You know, let's gotcha. say like uh, fifty, whatever, fifty percent survival rate, whatever, same level of oxygen, okay. all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Should they take into account? And all the same age. We're all the same yeah, yeah. age. Same. Same. Everything same, everything's the same. Yep, yep, everything's yep. the same. Yeah, because you have to do that. Right, right. You know, if you're going to save like a thirty-year-old versus an eighty-five-year-old, then well, what about we, okay? Yeah, yeah, they're all the same age. Yeah. Um, should you take into account vaccination status? And I was like, if that's the only difference, Mm. I almost want to say, yeah, you wanted to take the risk. 
I mean, I'm going to... Because I'm admitting it's a risk to take it, yes. but it's also a risk not to take it. Sure. Now, it's I'm, I'm my gonna... fucking choice not to take it, 100%, but mm-hmm. then I also have to deal with the repercussions of not taking it. I'm going to say, no, they shouldn't, but I understand why they do. You don't think they should... They should. Um, I don't think they should. Should make a difference at all? I don't, I don't think so, but they're going to, and I'm kind of okay with them doing it. If everything is the same, which if, in no way will this ever happen. Correct. Because there's always going to be differences of age, which will make a, a difference. Yes. How sick they are, the levels of oxygen. Mm, comorbidities. Comorbidity. Right. There's no way that everything, but just for, you know, argument's sake. Yeah. If everything was the same, should they take a new, because then it's like now, because the healthcare system isn't supposed to place judgment. It's just supposed to take care of sick people. Mm-hmm. It's not the health. The healthcare system is not, you know, to shame you for being fat. It's they're saying, hey, you're fat. You need to lose weight. Otherwise, you might die. And if, but they're not saying you're a bad fucking human being. You're amoral, whatever. Depending on the doctor. Yeah, Uh, they shouldn't be shaming you in anything. But they should. They should just be treating sick people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. But if we are giving priority to people who did try their best. To not get sick from this. If it if everything's exactly the I same, I would be okay with. I would be okay with. I it. agree. My 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 issue would be because people are not always equal. How much credence do they put into that? As far as like where on the list does that go? Yeah, I I yeah. Because like, are they going to save a fucking seventy five year old that got vaccinated over a thirty year old that has some freak situation Correct. that didn't get vaccinated? Correct. Like, I don't know. But as, if everything else is exactly the same, For then, sake, then fine. I think that that would be okay. Yeah. Be like, right, if everything else is the same, we're going to give priority mm-hmm. to the people who tried the fucking hardest. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You wanted to take a risk by not being vaccinated, and this is coming from an unvaccinated person. Mm-hmm. That doesn't I'm, plan on getting it. No. I don't I'm, either. I'm taking a risk by not getting it, but I also feel like I'm taking a risk by taking it. Well, I, well no, you think hard. you obviously think you're taking a bigger risk by taking it because yeah, you don't, yeah, of course, yeah. Even though Kevin Hazlett said that, uh, you know, I also brought up principles, and he said, mm-hmm. "Prince, that that's stupid." Yeah, what does a school, a fucking head of a school, have to do with anything? Oh God, um, come on, you know that's a Kevin joke all day long. It is a Kevin joke all day long, but I, uh, he is right. Kevin is right. Principles are stupid when it comes to your health. But I also feel like I, I said before, I just kind of want to But it's not take a just principle. Yeah, you like it's, it's ha- still it's, unknown. It is unknown. And and certainly that's I mean, that's number one. But the fact that this is I I also just don't like being forced into a corner with shit, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not just getting pressure from the government. And there's no undo. You're like, you know what? I don't like this. Take it out of me. Like there's right. no like there's you no can't. undo. Once you get it, like that's it. You're right. done. Yeah, you can always opt to take it, but then once you ha- you take it, you can't, you can't undo, undo that. It. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and again, to be blatantly honest and 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 very transparent, if I got the vaccine, I think I would be just fine. I really yeah. think I would probably be just fine. Right. But I think what's really holding me back is I don't like being fucking pressured and mm-hmm. cornered into shit. Mm-hmm. And I do feel, and I know principles are dumb. When it comes to your health, but I do feel that like I'm not gonna fucking cave like all these other snowflakes. Like, sorry, Bubba, but like you know, you get pressured into stuff. Like, and I was talking to uh, you know, I, I was talking to Will about this yesterday, and he is going to New Orleans for a bachelor party. One of his best friends is getting married, yep. and um, New Orleans requires to be vaccinated hmm. 
in order to get into bars, clubs, restaurants, shit like that. And I said, find out all the rules. Like maybe they just want a negative test in the last three days, whatever the case may be. I said, but if, if you cannot get into places because you're not vaccinated and you don't plan on getting vaccinated, I said, do not fucking go. Because then it's going to be about you and accommodating you and not about your friend who's getting married. I said, don't make it about you. Don't be an asshole. I said, but look online. Like, they'll say, you know, you have to be vaccinated or show a negative PCR and make sure you're getting the right test Mm because sometimes they don't accept rapid tests and they want PCR tests and make sure you have the right dates and just make sure you're fucking prepared. But, you know, if they only require vaccination documentation and not anything else... And you don't plan on getting vaccinated, don't go. And I said, but if you are planning on getting vaccinated, like you need to do it like now. Yeah. So I, I actually thought about going to NAB this year. What's that? National Association of Broadcasters. It's like a, oh, okay. a lot of engineers go there for, for different things. Okay. But I wanted to go. It's in Vegas. And it's, it's a giant thing. And they just announced yesterday, you must show proof of vaccination to attend. Are there any, is there like, or... Negative test with PCR tests in three days. I don't think so. It, they, it, it said it, they required. I, don't, I didn't read far enough into it. I was like, because well, sometimes there's like little caveats about. Sure. So, but I, I told Will, I said, if you if you are getting vaccinated, then you need to do it now because he was trying to find J and J like Bubba, but he couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So he, he, I was like, because. And you need to leave enough room in the event that you do get sick from the vaccine. You got time to heal. When is he going to go? Or October schedule? sometime. Okay. So I'm like, we're nearing the end of August. Like, you kind of need to start planning, making moves about yeah, what you're going to do. And if he's going to have two. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's just one that you need to show proof of. But if it's two and you get the second one, well, then the you got to make sure you're not going to get sick. And the problem is they don't consider you vaccinated, fully vaccinated, until you get two. Yeah. So getting one usually is not enough. Yeah, and I, I just said, look into it. But I said, if, if you are creating a problem, do not go because then it's going to be about accommodating because then you're going to go to a restaurant, not have your shit, and then everyone's going to have to try to change their plans and the reservations are all fucked up and you're going to be waiting outside or just in the hotel or whatever the case may be. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Just, uh, you know, get it. And I and I asked him, I said, do you want to get it? He goes, no, I don't want to get it. I said, don't fucking get it. Yeah, then don't. Yeah. I said, don't fucking get it. I'm like, you got to, you know, I, I know you want to do it on your terms. You're, you're finding it really inconvenient because all your friends, you know, they're very liberal. And his doctor friend, who's a neurologist, pressures him to get the vaccine every time he sees him. Mm. And I said, but do you want to get it? And he goes, no. I go, you got to do what's fucking, yes. like, that's going to give you peace of mind. Don't do it because you were pressured because then you're going to feel like I got it. Then you're going to feel like you're a weak minded cunt. You're just like, ah, I gave in a pressure and I'm a little, you know, and and then you're going to feel uneasy that you did something against your principles. Like and kind of like you. That's why I haven't gotten it. Like, yeah, don't. I said, don't fucking get if you don't want to get it. Don't fucking get it. But if you, you know, don't create problems for other people. Don't go to this bachelor party and and everybody has to accommodate you. I'm like, don't go to that. But. Don't get it if you if you don't want to get it. You, know, you got to because you it's also peace of mind too. Because you don't want to be like fucking anxious and this and that. Like if you want to get it, fucking get it. If you don't, don't don't yeah, do have, it. I don't have any plans of getting it. I don't want to get it, and I have no problem with anyone who decides they want to go get it. I don't like. I don't care. Yeah, same. And there's some people that should go get it. Like hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, over sixty five, yeah. not even a question. Like yeah. just, just go fucking get it. But you know. Will's, uh, you know, he's, I think he's 36, 36, 37. And, uh, you know, he's not, 
he's not like super in shape, but he's not morbidly overweight or anything right. like that. So it was, it's like a kind of, you know, and he goes, I don't feel like I need it. He got his blood tested and he still has antibodies. He doesn't know the oh, tighter so he had, levels. He had COVID, right? He had COVID in October of last year and he still okay. has antibodies. Okay. So it's been what, like 10 months? Yeah. So he still has uh, antibodies is the name of the game. I mm-hmm. wish th- I wish you could show proof of you having COVID. Be like, yeah. this was a positive test I, I had. I have antibodies yeah. or an antibody test. I think that should be able to suffice as well. But, you know, that's not what the authorities want because they're trying to push this new therapeutic on you because it's expensive and big pharma gets a big mm-hmm. payday. But, hey, that's just my opinion. Do whatever you want. You're going to do it anyways. But, honestly, my advice would be if you feel uneasy doing something, don't do it. Don't do it. And if you do change your mind, that's fine, too. You know, but do it on your terms. Don't do it on anybody else's terms. Is what I would say. Um, thank you guys for listening. Sorry if the show was a little all over the place, but it felt good to kind of get all this shit out. Yeah. Verbal diarrhea. Uh, Blitz, thank you for everything as always. Now Appreciate you have to dance at the beach this weekend. Oh, God. Could you even imagine? I was like, when I'm seeing my friend like parade around like that, I'm like, there are just not enough drugs on the planet. And I've done drugs. And that's another thing that's frightening is she does this shit sober. Yeah. Completely sober. Completely sober. She's not even, she does, she'll have a drink, maybe. She doesn't smoke weed. She's never touched Molly cocaine in her life. Hmm. She, nothing, it's not, and people are just like, is she okay? I'm like, she's 100% sober. And that frightens them more. They're like, don't let her drive. She's obviously messed up. And you're like, no, she's, she's had water. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it's frightening. But the thing is, like, she's always, like, if you want to dance and you want to party, like, there's no better person to go with because she doesn't give a fuck. About who's watching, and if anything, she wants people to fucking. You know, I agree. Watch. You need to invite her back into town. Thank you for listening. I got a spare bedroom. Thank you guys so much um, for a great week. Uh, thank you for the double hype train today. Was it on super hard or was it just reg? It was on hard. It was on hard. Okay. Thank you guys very much. Uh, next week, next Friday, we're doing a bubble one ninety nine. Yep. With the crew. With every, yep. So make sure you stay good. tuned for that and um, all the shenanigans that always take place. It's just kind of like, you know, you never know what's going to happen at the BRN. And I'm saying that as someone who works at the BRN. Yeah, we have no idea. We what have goes. no fucking idea what is going to happen next week because, uh, you know, sometimes you think you are doing really well. And then other days you feel like you are about to be uh, like, oh. So I like that feeling, though. It's hey, frightening. I've, I have a meeting in a half hour with Bubba. It may be your last. Well, I mean, I hope not. That's it not might, the plan. It might be this your last. Go, this should go f- well today. You but. never, you never know. So, I, I, as odd as that sounds, that I kind of like that is I'm never fucking bored here. I'll tell you that much. There's all always it, on my toes. And things that happened a week ago seem like it happened six years ago. The what do we call it? The news cycle of the BRN <laughs> is double the speed of the regular oh, news. Oh God, it's way more. It's than a that. six hour cycle. So, yeah. like, how I feel. Six hours ago, I mean, I could feel it's, completely different in five a, minutes. It's a two, four, six cycle, we like to call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is Bubba on pills? Is Bubba not on pills? We don't know. We have to take that into consideration because he may be saying horrific things that he doesn't even, he won't even remember in the morning, which has happened a few times. Anywho, thank you guys for listening. Thank you yeah. guys for your continued support. Blitz, thank weekend, you guys. always. Thank you for listening to me ramble on and uh, have a great weekend. Be safe and we'll see you on the other side. Bye.